Everybody has to be singing from the same tune, saying the same thing, so that when my salespeople go into the house, they already know what you've told them in the beginning, so they know how to proceed with their script. This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and I have got another incredible guest. You guys are going to love this guy. I met him at my event a couple years ago, the 2018 Accelerate event. At the time, he was working for somebody else. And since then, he's gone on to start his own company. And he's doing very, very well. So we're going we're gonna to talk about going from zero to very nice profitability very quickly. So hang on. Um, before we get into that, by the way, my guest's name is IQ Haywood, and it's Little I Big Q. Yes, I Little I Big Q. IQ Haywood. His company is called Revamp. It's out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. If you have not, before we jump into this, if you have not got yourself a copy of The Seven Secrets to Becoming a Wealthy Contractor, the book, what are you waiting for? IQ, we've had over 1,200 people get a copy of the book, and it's free. I just ask people to pay $6.95 shipping and handling. I've, I've, so originally i think i committed to like a thousand books but i'm going to commit to another thousand so there are books available free books just pay shipping and handling and to get your copy go to thewealthycontractor.com thewealthycontractor.com so iq welcome i'm glad you're here been a while we we did a little bit of catching up before we turned on the recording And so what I'd like to start off with is your quick two-minute version of your story, and then we're going to have a lot to unpack from that. All right, Brian. First of all, I'm glad to be here, and uh, thank you for having me. Well, the quick two-minute version is, you know, I'm a young kid. Well, I was a young kid from Brooklyn, New York. come from humble beginnings. My mother and my father are both from Trinidad. My stepdad, who raised me, is from Jamaica. So very, very humble beginnings. I come from a family of go-getters and hustlers, okay? All the men in my family are, majority of them are business owners or very, very hard workers, and the women do the same. Women in my family are bosses. I was raised by a couple of them. You know, so I made my move to Atlanta and right around, from New York to Atlanta and right around 2006, 2007. I got into the automobile industry, worked my way up as from a salesperson, all the way up to a finance director. So, you know, sales manager, new car manager, used car manager. So that was my introduction into the sales and marketing industry. Always knew that I didn't want to work for somebody for too, too long. So um, I always had that in the back of my head. So I never was particularly happy, even though I made great money. I was just never happy. Fast forward a little bit. I retired from the automobile industry at 33. Yeah, you heard that right. Retired from the automobile industry at 33, moved to North Carolina, Charlotte to start a family, 
with my uh, beautiful wife, Kimmy Lee. And then I got bored, you know, thought the retirement would have been great at a young age, but I kind of got bored. So I ran into a owner of a home improvement company by the name of Joe Chate of Paradise Home Improvement in North Carolina. Just wanted to start off as a sales rep, get my feet wet, immediately fell in love with the business. Immediately, I knew that eventually I would have my own. So I just soaked up the game, became his sales manager, ended up being very successful there, moved back to Atlanta, took over a company here, started off as a sales manager, became the general manager, basically, I became the owner without owning it. <laughs> I ran the company, um, everything from the back office to the front office. Oh, that's how I met you because we came to one of your events in 2018 and now here I am. Cool. So t- tell us a little bit about, about revamp. What are you, what are you selling? We do um, exterior remodeling, which is windows, windows, gutters, roofing, attic insulation, gutter guards, gutter protection. Cool. And, and siding. Um, sorry. I'm sorry. And siding. Sorry. And you, you guys did about how many jobs did you do or how much revenue did you do in your first year? So you're in your first year of business. Right. So we started April, April 1st of 2019. Okay. So my, if you about, okay, my first year, we did about 1.5. It's amazing. And by the way, to the listeners, very, very profitable because IQ knows his value and he's not going to go out and do work and not make money, which is what I hope for all of you, (laughs) right? We don't work and not make money. We don't provide value to the marketplace and not get paid. So that's, that's a, that's a great first year. Are you, are you out doing the selling or did you bring immediately bring on salespeople? Okay, so I started in the beginning with the, with the thought, and I would say probably like March of 2019, you know, so, so there's a lot, a lot of paperwork and things like that and planning that took place in between like March 1st to April 1st from launch. When I launched April 1st, I started off with one marketer and myself, an office, one marketer and myself. I grew that to pre-COVID, 20 marketers. 10 on day shift, 10 on night shift, and six sales reps. No, five sales reps. So yes, in the beginning, I did start off selling by myself, but I wasn't doing the marketing. So you were, okay, so if you had five salespeople pre-COVID, that 1.5 million that you did, you were ramping up pretty quickly. Yes, so we didn't just go from no salespeople and just me to five salespeople and 20 marketers. It was a plan that I put together and I worked it slowly, slowly, slowly. But there was a time, I don't, I don't have the exact time pre-COVID. It probably was, COVID hit what, March? Yeah, middle of March. March. So, so like January, February, right? After I ended the year and spoke to the accountant and they was basically pat me on my back, let me know how good I was doing. I kind of got big head and it was like, okay, let's, let's go ahead and, uh, and ramp this thing up. So I put together a plan and... It was gradual from April to January, but like January to January, February, March, it kind of just jumped. Yeah. And that's what happened. When you say, when you say 20 marketers, 10 day shift, 10 night shift, are these people knocking doors? Were they on the phone? Okay. So great question. So I kind of built my, I built my company a little bit different than your average home improvement guests that I, that I hear on the, on the show. Like I said, I, I had some great trainers in the industry, 
coming up under Joe Chate and Paradise Home Improvement and those guys over there, I, I had great trainers and, and, and great systems that I was able to duplicate and put into place. However, I didn't start my company the same way as, you know, the majority of people that I hear start off with a canvas team or a cold, or a cold call center. You know, even when I was working for other home improvement companies, I used to always say like, you know, this industry is going gonna, is gonna to change. Why aren't people using the internet the way that they should use the internet? And, I, and when I used to bring my thoughts and my ideas to these owners, they would tell me, well, you know, my customers aren't on the internet. So I just, it's not my company. So I just used to be like, well, okay. When I get my chance to try, I'm going to try it. If I fail, I fail. And you were right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. So to make a long story short, I started my company on the internet. All my leads came from the internet, whether it was third party, paid ads, they all, all I built the business on the internet first, then call center second. Um, so I believe in a call center, but I just wanted to try something different first that I thought would have been very profitable and smart. it worked. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, smart. Yeah. Internet first, it allowed me to not have to start off with a bunch of personnel marketers, yeah. right? Um, I had one marketer that was able to answer the, answer the leads as soon as they come in. And myself, uh, whenever, whenever he was off, I was able to respond to them. They're internet leads, so you can respond by text, pick up the phone or however you respond. And um, that was the process right there in the beginning. Then when you say the 20 marketers, 10 yeah. on the day shift, yeah. 10 on night shift, I would say seven of them on day were dealing with outbound calling, okay. right? Or show or show leads. I never got, I always wanted to start the Canvas team, but I never got into it because of COVID. Um, so it was just, they were, it was seven doing outbound calling and maybe three doing rehashing or, you know, yep. dealing with yep. internet leads and stuff like that on the day shift and then night shift. Did those people have scripts? Oh yes, of course. I wouldn't put anybody on the phone without a script. Everybody Did you all hear what he just said? Everybody what you just said again. Same tune. Everybody has to be singing from the same tune, saying the same thing, so that when my salespeople go into the house, they already know what you've told them in the beginning, so they know how to proceed with their script. Yeah. So yes, everything is scripted. And what did you say about you wouldn't put anybody on the phone? What? I wouldn't put anybody on the phone without a script. Right. You know, and, 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 you know, it's little things like that, that make all the difference in the world. Right. So systems, people, profit, my, my, my big three things are people, process and profit, people, process and profit. The fourth thing, the kind of the underlying thing, that's kind of where the, the seven secrets book comes in is personal. So there's those, those four P's, but when it comes to the business, it's people, process and profit. We, and you've already hit on all three of them. Your approach to pricing, because you have a very healthy profit margin, which means that you understand how to price jobs. I would imagine that when you walk into the house and you're doing your presentation and you put the price in front of people, you are not the cheap guy. You're probably more than the two or three other people that they may have talked to or may want to talk to. How do you, and I'm assuming that's true, right? You're not the low no, price not, guy. You're high not. price. Yes. As a new company. So a lot of people have this, we talk about, about price a lot here because it is one of the things in this industry that kills people more than anything else. I, it's it's the, the when we talk about profitability, when I talk with clients, it's 
almost always, almost always a pricing issue. So how did you walking in as a new company that nobody had seen, nobody had heard from before that they found on the internet, probably through a third party at the very beginning, how did you get your, how did you get the right price? All right. So again, remember I had some great trainers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Number one, and I had the wealthy contractor podcast and the seminars to kind of, um, to kind of guide me. So, Remember, I started off with a home improvement company in North Carolina. You know, Joe Chate is kind of one of the the OGs in home improvement. Yes. So I basically, you know, I know what pricing stuff is supposed to be around. They're not the cheapest, right? So to make a long story short, if you want to know what I did, I took those prices and used the same exact prices. It's just basically what I did because I didn't have, I didn't have a a profit and loss statement at first because we're going from day one. Right. I didn't have any of that. I didn't know the actual accounting side. See, you, you, you give up the, uh, you know, on your show, you talk about that we have to be profitable or, you know, price is important, but we don't never really get into how much markup or this, that, and the third. So what I was able to do is I took those prices, then I've got my cost for material and labor, and by that, I was able to figure out where I need to mark it up. And then after month one, I looked at the profit and loss statement, went over with my, uh, with my uh, accountant, and I figured out where I needed to be at based upon the prices that I already had. So what's interesting about what you just said is that most people that do what you did, they were working for someone else, and then they go into business for themselves. They look at the pricing from the company they used to work for, and they say, well, I'm going to go in cheaper. No, no, I went higher. I went higher. You went higher. That's the right move, right? Because you're already, you don't even know. See, a lot of times you don't know if that company that you worked for even makes money. You don't even know. You don't know if they have their pricing right. You in your head might have an issue with the pricing, which is where most of this stems from, by the way. And, And it's interesting about, about you also about IQ is his background gives him a little bit of an advantage because this is a guy that's made a lot of money. And when you've made a lot of money and you're used to making money, your, what I call your financial set point is higher. So that's something that you already had going into this was you had that higher financial set point, but regardless, and I'm, and I'm doing this for the listener IQ is that, he went in and instead of playing the game of, well, I'm going to be lower and that's how I'm going to quote unquote win. He went in with, I'm going to be better. I'm going to deliver more value and stop me if I'm putting words in your mouth. You're 100% right. You're 100% right. Yeah. But I'm going to deliver more value and I'm going to be priced higher. Right. And to me, if you're going to be in business, that's the game to play is figure out how can I deliver more value to the customer than anybody else in the marketplace? And how do I then become the best value for the customer? Not the cheapest, the best value for the customer, even though my pricing or IQ's pricing or your pricing is higher than the next guy. Correct. 
right? Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration, all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers, and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack? You owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. Yeah, you're 100% correct, Brian. So, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people's problems when they get into businesses, they fail to plan. And when I say plan, I'm not talking about writing down a business plan on a piece of paper and trying to execute that. Because if you don't know the business, how are you writing down a business plan? So I kind of attribute my success to the fact that I actually went and worked for companies before I got involved into investing my own money into a company. So, and let's rewind a little bit because we we don't call this infiltrating because I didn't infiltrate any company that I went to. I actually created value for that company. Any, any owner that I ever worked for has nothing but great things to say, say about me. I bought value to their company because of my drive and my background. But at the same time, I worked for a company first, right? Learned their system, brought that system from North Carolina to Atlanta into a failing company, turned his company around, doubled his revenue and made him profitable. And then said, okay, after I tested that system, then I said, okay, I'm ready. I didn't just jump and just threw dollars at a, you know, that's how most companies fail because you know, you, you say, okay, I want to, uh, I want to start a restaurant. How are you starting a restaurant if you never, because you can cook, you never ran a business. You know, the, the smart thing to do would be go work for a restaurant and see how that restaurant is ran. That's something similar to the, to the business model that you're trying to do. And then you're going to come up with more jewels. You might not have it all, but you have way more than what you're going into the company with. Right. And that's my philosophy. That's what I tell everybody. Yeah, it's very, very smart. And the thing that, and the thing that always, it's funny. I thought up until about half an hour ago, I thought IQ was 25 or 26. Yeah, everybody does. I, yeah. still, I still look good, right? Yeah. yeah. He's 38, this guy. So I'm calling him a kid. That was going to be my approach to this, to this episode was, oh, look at this kid that just started off. He's not a kid. He's, he's a seasoned guy that's made a lot of money. You keep, You've, you've said this, when you describe your journey and your current business, you say sales and marketing, sales and marketing company, which is really what all of these business, the, the smart business owner, the wealthy business owner understands that the business that they're in is a sales and marketing business. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because- All right. So a lot of people, sorry, IQ to interrupt, but a lot of people think I'm a contractor. I, I'm a roofer. I'm a window installer. 
but you don't see it that way. You see it different. And, and by the way, all of my most successful clients will see it the way that he's going to tell you right now. And I don't even know what he's going to say, but I know he's right. Okay. So first and foremost, rewind a little bit. It's all about mindset. Number one, right? So you're going to laugh at me, but, um, I couldn't nail a nail into a, into a piece of drywall. Okay. Um, go ahead. Me too. Yeah. I'm I raising, could, uh, by the way, for those of you that can't see, <laughs> I'm raising my hand. I, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. I had, it's a, it's a running joke. I had one of the largest handyman companies in the country. I am the world's worst handyman. It was a running joke. I'm the world's worst handyman, yeah. but I knew how to sell and market the shit out of it. But anyway, right. go on. Sorry. So you can't nail it. I can't nail a nail into yeah. a wall roof. Which is a good thing, by the way. None, none of that, right? So when I first got into the home improvement industry, people are talking about gable vents and soffit and fascia. I'm like a deer in a headlight. I'm like, okay, what, what am I going to get a doctor's degree or something? All of these new terminologies. Yeah. Anyway, fast forward. You know, I don't, I'm not a contractor. I'm not an installer. I, I market and I sell. You know, when I was in the car business, I actually studied the owners in the car business. And I used to wonder like, yo, these guys are making all this money. And I, I say this all the time. I bring up the car business because I look at the automobile industry as the upper echelon of what marketing and sales industries are. They kind of run the economy, right? Yeah. So I look at that business as the macrocosm of this business. This is the smaller version of it. Right. So I used to study the owners like and I used to ask myself, why do these guys come in every day, Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday? They come in at around 10 o'clock and leave at 12 o'clock. What are they doing? Because they ain't working. They've got they've got they got a sales manager. They got a, a Internet manager. They got all type of people to run the company. They do not have to be there. Then I used to see these pretty girls going into the office all the time with magazines. And then it hit me. They're the ones that's always on the commercials. They're marketers. That's it hit me. They're not trusting anybody else with their marketing. So when I when I started elevating in, in, in business a little bit, I said, okay, a owner is actually a marketer. He just hires the other people to 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 uh, to bring the pieces of the puzzle together. So that's how I approach it, man. I mean, this is the marketing and sales industry. I want to master marketing. That's it. I already know how to sell. I'm one of the best salespeople that I've ever ran across anybody who who you speak to that I've worked for or that I've worked with will tell you that I already know how to do that I can train on that in my sleep I want to learn how to be a master marketer that's what I study now so it's interesting that you say that because when I met my mentor Dan Kennedy I was probably two or three years into business and that was the big thing that I learned from him was we're in the marketing business you got to, as an owner, there's two things, and according to him, there's two things you do not delegate in your business. Marketing is one and checkbook is number two. And it's interesting because, look, I, I just, you know, I, if I just think about some of my, my top clients that, you know, that you would know that national companies like Harley Magden at Window Nation, this guy is one of the most brilliant marketers I've ever met. You know Brian Elias, 1-800-Hansons. Brilliant. He could sell. I actually used one of his systems to, um, to don't go. Yeah, but these guys are just are brilliant, brilliant marketers. And I can go down my list of clients and I'll, I'll tell you which ones. 
you know, um, best, it is a marketing companies, business and a sales business. The best companies that I've, that I've studied or I've looked at the, the owners are great marketers. Yeah. Um, you're 100% right. I wouldn't delegate my marketing because if you put your leads in the hands of somebody's, in somebody's hands who doesn't, all they're looking for is a paycheck. Right. You're setting yourself up for a disaster. Right. Yeah. And, and marketing could be done from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock Monday to Monday to Thursday if you've got good processes and good systems. So it's interesting. So I, so before this, before we turned on the recording, I asked IQ about, well, how, how did you scale up so fast? And your answer to me was, well, you might consider it fast. I don't think it was fast enough, but okay. so, believe me, it's I, fast. I, I, all right. So pre COVID, you know, I, um, you know, I started, I started the company off. It was just me and one marketer. I moved up to about, 10 telemarketers on day shift, 10 on a night shift. So yep. about 20 marketers and a, and a uh, marketing director. So let's say 21. Rewind a little bit. So I was also told, I'm not going to call any names, but I was also told, I used to watch the reports, you know, um, when I was a sales manager or a general manager from other, for the, from other home improvement companies, I used to watch the reports and I used to always ask, or I look at the reports and see what source and subsource generates the most money. Right. And I used to always be either telemarketing or canvas fighting back to back. So I used to ask them, well, if telemarketing is doing numbers like this, why don't we just, why don't we double, triple five times? Why don't you got a hundred telemarketers in here? Why don't, why you only got three or four? And they, oh, well, that doesn't work. So, okay. I don't know it all. So uh, I'm listening to you, but the math is right in front of my face. It just never made sense to me. So when I got the opportunity, I tested it myself. Yeah. So that's kind of how I scaled. So coming to pre-COVID, uh, when I, I sat down with my, uh, with my accountant at the end of December, and they kind of patted me on the back, and I was like, okay, well, if I'm doing this good, it's time to scale up. Yeah. And that's how I kind of but the But the thing about you was that you did not go in and and we talked about this earlier, by the way. I'm, I, I'm, and again, stop me if I'm putting words in your mouth. But the thing about IQ is that he didn't just go and say, "Oh, I'm going to go do." I, I'm here's here's a model that's working, but I'm going to go do it completely different on my no. own, right? No, no. no, this is a guy that he went to my event. He I've seen you at at other events, other people's events. We probably seen each other at about five. Yeah he understands and this is the thing that i try that i try so hard iq with the podcast and with all the other things that we do is there are proven models in this business and the people that are trying to to like do it on their own or don't believe that oh his the model that that uh joe is using a paradise exteriors or paradise home improvement oh no that's good for him but I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it different. No. Why? This is business. These are- you want to go design a house and you want to make it your own and you want it to be, you want to have a red bathroom and you want to have a purple living room and you want to have a green kitchen and you want to put car- uh, carpet on your, on your countertop, your kitchen countertop. God bless you. Have at it. But when you go into business, it's serious. You don't just make stuff up. You go and you learn. And this guy has done it as well as anybody that I've, I've seen. 
And, and so I want you to talk a little bit because some people, you're a guy, you have an ego, but your ego is not so great that you won't go learn from somebody else. So talk a little bit about, about that. So, all right. So my ego comes from, because I know that I'm good at what I do. However, that's however, however, when I step into a, a field or an arena of, you know, guys like you guys, like, like Joe, guys like Brian Elias, you know, all the guys, that's, all the, old, the, 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 the older guys who's been doing home improvement for this long, you'll be a fool to even speak, okay? I don't say anything unless it's a question that I'm asking this is true, to generate them to speak even more. First and foremost, I want to thank, um, I want to thank you and the system that you put together, especially the podcast. It's one of the main things that gave me the confidence to, to, for me to jump out there on my own. All right. Your first event and the podcast is what allowed me to say, you know what, that with me knowing, knowing a little bit about the business gave me the confidence to say, but I could do this. There's people out there that's teaching it. You know, if you sit, if you sit there, play the podcast on the way to work, listen, get jewels every now and again, you're good. And, you know, don't just listen to it, do it. Do you it. know, so mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to test. I didn't test it all because I didn't want to give everybody, somebody else my sauce that I wanted to try on my own. But I tested enough to say that, okay, what they're talking about is right. You know, why, if, you're gonna, if you're gonna provide somebody with world-class service, why would you want to be the low price provider? Right. It just doesn't you make sense. You couldn't afford it. You couldn't afford to. You can't afford it. So did I do things that are a little bit different than other companies in my business? Yes, but I didn't do them from the beginning. Okay. What I did was I took a model that I saw that worked a hundred percent. Right. So whether or not, whether or not some of the things that I brought to him, he didn't want to do or did, it doesn't matter because it worked for him for he's wealthy. He's a wealthy contractor. It worked for him for years. Yeah. So I took that model and used the exact model. And then the things that I wanted to try, I pushed them in little by little, by little, by little. Once I had the profit to try them. Right. Not in the beginning. I didn't do it from day one. Right. That's also, that's also giving, and, and I, I think that that's, that's so good that you said that. You need that foundation. You need the profitability. Then you could say, okay, well, let me test this. And let me see if I could do a little bit better. You know, just like the example you gave with the telemarketing. Well, if five work good, let's, let's test 10 you know, and let's see if it works. The internet marketing, all the other guys are telling, oh no, that doesn't work. Well, you know, let's go find somebody that is doing it. Let's do it the way they do it. Let's test it. Let's tweak it. It's very, very, very smart. Let me ask you, cause we're running up against the clock. COVID, how are you, how are you dealing with COVID? First off, how is, how's business? Business is great. Yep. For most of my clients, business is amazing. So we're, by the way, we're recording this in the middle of July. You guys are probably going to hear this in August. So not too much of a lag. Business is great. That's good. How are you, how are you doing in your, in, in your head with all of this? Okay. So COVID for me is two parts because I have three kids, right? So as far as for my kids, I do feel like, you know, this, the not be, not being able to be around people I do feel like if this lasts for too much longer kids it will affect them somewhat yeah. with having to go back to school and things like that but as far as me mentally and mentally financially emotionally 
I hate to say it because you know you're taking something. It's like I'm taking something negative and turning it into a positive. But I'm actually thankful for this time. What it allowed me to do was slow down. Gave me a lot more time to look at the numbers. Because like I said, I kind of from January, I kind of just doubled, almost tripled. And when you do, when you when you you know, this is new for me. All of this is new for me. Uh, yeah. So I'm not trying to sit here and make it seem like if I'm a guru. I'm testing. I'm still learning. I'm still testing every day, right? But scaling that quick leaves you with little to no time to actually, you miss certain steps and you miss certain things. So what COVID actually did was it allowed me a chance to slow down and look at everything that I tried so that now while I'm rebuilding, I can put the right pieces in the right place, if that makes sense. Absolutely so does. I'm thankful no. for it. Definitely not thankful for the pandemic and the people that is hurting and right. the business that is hurting. But um, yeah, for me, it's been a blessing. Yeah, you're using the time. You know, one of the other things, and again, I, I say this in almost every episode. I mean, we're going to be, I think IQ is going to is either 101 or 102, somewhere in there. I want to get this out quick. But you will hear more and more as I do more and more of these episodes. Go back and listen. Success leaves clues. I say this all the time. Listen to him talk and listen to some of the other people talk. And you'll hear them saying the same things. And one of the things that every single wealthy contractor I know, every single person I know in this business that is rich from this business, they know their numbers. How many times have you heard IQ say numbers in this in, in half an hour? Numbers, numbers, numbers. This is a numbers business. When you've got, when you have, it's a sales and marketing organization that's driven by psychology and data, right? And so marketing is about psychology and it's about math. And when you understand both of those, you do very well. Selling, same thing. Psychology and math, success in business is about, the, is about understanding the numbers. And so I'm glad that I just wanted to point that out to the listeners that the things that you're hearing this guy say, and by the way, five years from now, make no mistake, if he wants, he's going to have one of the most successful home improvement companies in the country. It may not be the biggest, but I'll tell you what, it's probably going to be one of the most profitable. Why? Because the foundation is right. And listen to what, again, listen to what he said. He started to scale the business, but he was watching the numbers. I, the mistake I made was I was looking at the numbers, but I wasn't listening to the numbers. The numbers were telling me, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. And I wasn't listening. You listen to the numbers. And so, you know, well, good for you. But before, good for you. before even getting to listening to the numbers, I listened to the podcast. Right. Well, yeah. And I listened to guys like, you know, Let's just be honest. I wouldn't know about those things without going to those seminars, without listening. Yeah, you're open. You're open-minded. Right. So I had, I already have a sales marketing and finance background, but every industry is a little bit different, right? So listening to the podcast gave me that confidence of the things that I was missing, coming to the show, speaking to you guys on one-on-one, filled in the blanks. You know, I still don't have 100%. But I'm, I didn't start off with 10%. None of us do, none of us do my friend. Right. None but I didn't start do. off with 10%. I might have started off with maybe 50 to 60, which gave me that push in the right direction. I knew all the KPIs, the things that I needed to make sure that my business ran successful, where I can add the other stuff on later, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. 
No, this has been awesome. So look, I already know that I got to have you back a year from now and we need a progress report on what's happened in your second year of business. Because I, again, I, I, I really believe that you're, you're going to be one of the leaders. You're going to be one of the people that hopefully other people will be looking at and saying, well, hey, look, you know, if this guy can do it, why can't I? That's, my, that's always been my thing. I, I, you know, look, we all come from different places. We all have, have different backgrounds. We all have our, our mental crap that we have to deal with. It's taken me 25 years to finally get to a place where I'm kind of comfortable, you know, my business and with myself. It takes time. It takes time. And, and I, I'm going to be learning from you soon enough. You know, I already do. Uh, and I already, I, I appreciate you very much. So thank you for being here. I, I, I'm going to have you back a year from now. I'm going to have you back and I'm going to get a, a report on your second, second year. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So for everybody listening, this is another amazing episode. I knew IQ was going to be an awesome, awesome guest. I want to hear from you. Go, go to iTunes and, and leave us a review. Let us know how we are doing. If you have not got a copy of the Seven Secrets book, again, I've committed to over another thousand books. So you can go and get a free copy. I just ask you to pay $6.95 shipping and handling. I lose money on every single book I send you. Okay, costs me more than six ninety five, but the book is important, and I want as many people to have it. The other thing, by the way, with the book is there's a bunch of resources that are available online. So when you buy the book, you get access to all of the resources that are there for you online. So again, IQ, thank you so much. Appreciate you a lot, my friend. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. And to everybody listening, this is Brian Kaskavalsian, the G4 Marketing Group, and this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Until next time. All right, so that's it for today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a new way? Did it spark an idea or ideas you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today. I really hope so. Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. And a favor, I'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and post a review of this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. And finally, we started The Wealthy Contractor as a resource to help you, the home improvement entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the wealthy scale, get where you want to go. We want to provide you with the motivation, the confidence, the resources, and the tools so you too can live the life of The Wealthy Contractor. Now, The Wealthy Contractor is a place where it's okay for you to want it all. In fact, it's not only okay it's encouraged. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing.